Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. As the business owner, this is something we do in Multi-Stream Machine as well as in our masterminds, is that we try to up-level our business owners because it takes a little bit of coaching and guidance. It also takes mindset work and it takes understanding what is right for your business and the vision that you have for it. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multi-millionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business. 
not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business, and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. And today is such a great day because you get two for the price of one. (laughs) Essentially, we've got two guests on here. I have two incredible women that I'm interviewing. You guys, I interviewed the women from The Product Boss and they have this amazing podcast called The Product Boss Podcast. Today, I have on the show Jacqueline Snyder and Mina Kunolo Sithep. Jacqueline is a fashion designer and a product startup expert who has helped launch over a thousand product brands over the last 12 years, including celebrity brands. Mina is a product business expert with a vast knowledge of Amazon and product-based business growth strategies. She has a master's of business administration and over 15 years of entrepreneurial experience. Jacqueline and Mina are the combined force behind the Product Boss podcast. They have grown a community of high-achieving product-based small business owners and have helped them scale their physical product business through masterminds, group coaching, and digital courses designed specifically for product-based business owners, ranging from startup conception to multi-million dollar companies. Together, their goal is to change the landscape of product entrepreneurship by connecting women around the world through a blend of real-life business tactics, creative strategy, and modern leadership. This podcast is for anyone who is potentially thinking of launching a product, who wants to grow their product. And I made sure that we covered people who were coaches, who covered people who also had uh, products online, who had e-courses, who had digital products. So we really ran the gamut of everything. If you're thinking of starting a business in any form, but the reason I want you to really listen in is because I did not think that I would ever have an actual physical product. And it wasn't until I really started talking to other people and its potential and people who were already in this that I got really excited about dreaming up an entire world of possibilities in this realm as well. So I hope that it sparks something in you or helps grow that thing that you want to do or that business that you already have. So let's get started. Jacqueline and Mina, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. 
Thanks, Lori. We're so thrilled to be here. I was just telling you, well, number one, you guys, you can't see this, but they both have the cutest pink microphones ever. And I feel super left out. Um, (laughs) So I just have this boring silver one. Number two, I have been listening to your podcast and I absolutely love it because I am launching a product and I need all the help that I can get. And you guys are the experts in launching products. And it's so much fun just to hear from both of you uh, in your different backgrounds and just different perspectives. And you have these epic guests on who have products. So you're you're absolutely the people that people want to start tuning into. Even if you're, you guys, even if you don't have a product like this really will get your wheels turning on what is possible because maybe you're not even thinking of that thing yet. And this will open you up. So you guys, thank you so much for being here. I would love for you to chat. Number one, you like I said, you have an epic podcast um, called The Product Boss. Um, but Tell me about the business that you two have together and where this started. I know you have a collective, like crazy amount of experience between you two. So let's, let's chat about that. Thanks. Yeah. So like you said, we have the Product Boss Podcast, Courses, Masterminds for Product-Based Business Owners, um, and where we do help product-based business owners build profitable businesses. And we do that with strategies that improve their systems. We grow their visibility and ultimately help them make more sales, right? We need new businesses to get, you know, break even as profitable as fast as they can because everyone's limited on time and money. And then we also scale businesses. So we have makers, people that have really come off of Etsy or even the top 1% of Etsy that are in our community and they've turned into multi-million dollar brands with Mm. teams. Um, We have a large amount of women, like uh, female-run businesses, which we're so proud of. We're really trying to help them break their own glass ceilings because a lot of times we see that they have their own limits and caps to what they think they can make. Um, And we want to just expose everyone to see that there there are many paths to profit and each Mm. of them look different. So if you want to be a multi-six figure, if you want to be an eight-figure business, you do you and we're here to support you. Mm. Have you always been passionate about products? Like what, what got you guys both into this? It's a great question. Um, I think with every entrepreneur, it's kind of happenstance in a little bit of a way, right? So you go through life and you're just moving along. Um, for me, I, I come from very much, um, what you, what you would say is the more modern version of stuff, of of selling products. Jacqueline is more the traditional where she went through wholesale trade shows. We have collectively 28 years of experience. So I've been an entrepreneur since, you know, 2004, essentially. And um, it's been a really a journey of many things. So I started out, my background is a... Um, a graphic designer, but corporate graphic designer. Basically, I worked on annual reports, um, print media, things that things of that nature. And and then when I had my second daughter, um, I was pretty burnt out. I worked with a lot of agencies. I worked with a lot of um, banks and that sort of thing. And I thought I should create a product and put it on Amazon. Actually, that's not the full truth. My husband (laughs) found a way to do it. And he Mm -hmm. said, you should do this. And I was like, I'm on board. Mm -hmm. And so I just figured that out. Um, I think growing up, I was always very book smart. You know, I was great at taking tests, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. So I just learned everything I could about Amazon, about Mm -hmm. creating a product. And it came really actually very naturally because I, since I was in um, the corporate graphic design field, I knew how manufacturing worked on the back end. So I created a labels company and I knew about commercial printing and different adhesives and labels and it all came together. Mm-hmm. Then fast forward, um, I was mentioned on a podcast for someone who knew a lot about 
um, Amazon. And I'm very much introverted. So it was very much like when I heard my name, I cringed. Mm. And when Jacqueline heard my name, which I'm in Iowa, she was at that time in California because she's bi-coastal. Her ears peaked up and she thought, hey, I'm going to reach out to Mina and see if she can help me with Amazon. I think Jacqueline certainly tells this story in a much better way than I do. We call it our love story, but essentially we met online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are business partners. Yes, yesterday we were counting. We're like, I think we've only maybe seen each other 12 to 15 times in real life. In person. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we've built, you know, we've built this this huge business together. And I mean, she's like I said, my life partner. Um <laughs> My background is I'm a fashion designer. So I went to school as a fashion designer. I've worked at big brands as a designer. And then when I was 26, I ended up actually leaving corporate and becoming a consultant and helping people design and launch their own fashion brands. So for the last 15 years, I've launched over 2,000 fashion brands. I always tell people it's like 1,999 more than they've ever had to launch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I mean, and hopefully that's the case. And so I am a consultant for Mm -hmm. the fashion industry and for launching brands. And so I had my own accessories brand um, back when I met Mina, I was trying to liquidate it. I had two kids. I was like, I can't have this consulting business and this brand all... It was a lot. yeah. And it, it was a wearable wrist wallet and our phones got bigger and everyone asked, where does your phone go? <laughs> so I was like, forget it. Um, yep. So I reached out to her about Amazon. I was like, can I liquidate on Amazon? And we had a coffee chat online and she was like, you don't liquidate, you build a brand. Mm. And then we just took that conversation off you know, Facebook and and moved it to, we actually voxed each other. We found our limit on how long you can do Voxer <laughs> That's for. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And just back and forth talk. And then I'm very much a quick start and visionary. And I was, I was hosting a um, trade show at the LA Textile Show. And they asked me to host a panel. And I asked Mina if she wanted to fly, meet me, be on this panel about multiple streams of revenue, because mm-hmm. that was the actual original topic. And then I was like, and by the way, should we sell a mastermind to some of these fashion people after and see if they um, you know, need community? Because there wasn't a lot of community, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't about collaboration and community. Everyone felt very individual and on their own island. So we did it. We sold out. And that was the beginning of the product boss. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Okay. We saw First that gap. All, that is like, that is so amazing that right away you had this, here's, here's how it happens, right? Like you get these opportunities that look just like an opportunity of like, maybe you think it's speaking, but actually when you really realize it, like, I hope everybody listening knows, like if you get an opportunity to be on a podcast, if you get an opportunity to be on a stage, like what are you going to be able to funnel them into? And like, how can you serve them more afterward? Because a lot of times we forget that like, just the podcast or the the time on stage is you can't help that those people as much as you want to. So it's actually one of the biggest services for those people. Cause if someone resonates with you guys in the audience, which of course they're going to, you know, there's going to be people that resonate with you. Where do they get to go to, to, you know, get more education from the people that they resonate with. So I love that you saw that and you were like, how do we make sure that we have something for these people, you know, when we do this? So I love that you turned it around really fast. Cause I think where people get stuck is they're like, maybe there's not enough time to do it. So how did you work with that? Like, how did you just whip something out quick or what went from there? I mean, welcome to the growth of the product boss. Um, so it was it was basically putting together this panel and and Mina and I were just messaging back and forth. And we were like, what do they need to know? And what she said, how I come from the traditional realm and she's more of that new realm at that point, it was like, you know, she could get onto Amazon and just start selling a product immediately to a bunch of customers. I came from the fashion world where it really was about like trade shows, um, fashion shows, all, selling wholesale. Mm. Um, so I think we we 
we do very well brainstorming. We're kind of like a ping pong match. Um, we go back and forth. You might see that in this podcast where mm-hmm. I have an idea. She has an idea. We back and forth, we flesh it out. And I think the idea here is like, you just don't get stuck. Now, listen, we had never met before. I was staying at my brother's house in LA and I was like, yeah, she's going to fly in. Can she stay at your house with me? And we're going to start a business <laughs> together. He's like, you've never met her before in your life. <laughs> I was like, no, we FaceTime. Like, I have it's a fine. feeling we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the idea there is like, it's taking those chances, right? Mm-hmm. What's the worst that's going to happen that someone's going to, they're not going to take you up on it, you know, um, or you try it and you, and you work through it. So it was, it was very much like we had collaborated. We did it. We launched it. We had one sheet of paper that we passed out to the entire room. And we're like, if you want love this, and they met us in the hallway. And like, we literally uh-huh. signed people in a hallway with our phones. Um, so I think it's, it's that it doesn't have to be perfect. You mm-hmm. just have to try it. And then you can perfect it as you go. Oh my mm-hmm. God. So good. Yes. Thank God you guys had the, the paper <laughs> to sign up. <laughs> and it was like, if you see the paper and you read what you like, what you read, meet us out in the hallway and, and yes. speak to us for about 15 minutes. It was totally really like that. Done that. I have, I'm laughing so hard because I have totally done that. Like you're just like hustling in the hallway, like making it happen. It's so good. Okay. So um, we're going to talk about that. You had mentioned um, multi streams of income and anyone who listens to the show, you guys know that that like so much of my story um, is about making sure that you have multi streams of income because we had one and we lost it all. And it was one of the most challenging um, experiences of my entire life. And and that was when we were like, never again, we're going to make sure we, we just keep adding to these streams of income in case one goes away. Cause if we learned anything from 2020 as well, or the recession and God, I don't even know when that was now 2009. Um, it's mm-hmm. that things can just disappear overnight. So I love this conversation. Tell me, why you guys are so obsessed with this conversation. I mean, this is literally what we teach. Our purpose is really focusing on those multiple streams of income. And I think it's sometimes hard for people to wrap their minds around because it seems like you're doing a whole bunch of a lot of things. Yes. When you aren't, you're leaning into what has worked for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, you're taking, you know, the way that we teach it is you take your products, your best sellers, you know, that's what you do. For a service-based person, it's your gifts. It's the the, the customer you're attracting, all of those things. And you just move it to another platform as well in addition, right? So you're really just leaning into that. It's not trying all these new things, though it is. There's that test and try on that new platform and you're seeing what kind of takes off and what doesn't. So we'll teach people on, you know, there's so many, you know, quote unquote platforms that we can really think about, right? There's for the physical product space, there's Amazon, there's trade shows, which are in person, let's say. There is um, having your own website, there's social media, there's other people's platforms that they've created themselves. And so all of these things that never ever, even in 2008, because both Jack and I, we actually grew our businesses during that time mm. of that recession, right? And um, because innovation happens during that time, people start pivoting, they get really creative, they get really scrappy. Mm-hmm. And we see that happening and we kind of bring it together in that you move forward in creating a business that you want. But it's really just like what you said. We saw, we've seen people who are on Etsy, for example, and they get, you know knocked off of Etsy, like the, they get shut down on Etsy because of trademark or copyright infringement, whoever knows why mm-hmm. anything happens. And then they're stuck because what can they do now? And, and same with last year, we saw in-person get shut down. 
who would have thought that would have happened? Mm-hmm. So we really just want to bring that same mindset and and the tools to the small business business because never have we ever been gotten the opportunity for me on Amazon selling next to Avery labels, for example, right? You get to play in the same playgrounds that you would never have gotten to before because of technology, because of um, people creating their own platforms, because of social media, you know, and that has really just um, given us purpose and bringing, you know, shining a light on small businesses the way that we do. Mm, I love that. So you guys have kind of a three-step system to what you are calling the multi-stream machine, which is going to help people kind of diversify their streams of income. Um, I know that a lot of people on here, we definitely have people who have products, but I would say most of them are more service-based as well. So maybe just as you explain it, if you could bring them into like what the possibilities are with that. Um, if you, if you guys like are cool with that or have like kind of, Absolutely. do you have people in your masterminds who also do like service-based things or, yeah. okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah. So, cause I'm interested in both too. So I want to hear both. So um, you have the kind of three steps, the systems, visibility and sales. I would love if you guys would uh, kind of walk us through those. Absolutely. So just to quickly touch on what you're saying, you know, a lot of times, and listen, Mina and I both are service-based, like my consulting business is Mm. service-based. So sometimes from that perspective, a lot of us, probably most of us have had an idea for a product, right? It might be a product that you can supplement or you think that could be a tool for your clients or your audience. Um, And we're all about that you can add that on. The thing that people don't realize, and if you're building a product business, is that there's the, the... when you start a service business, you can kind of just get a website, get online, start to tell people what you do and start to transact. Product-based businesses, you need inventory, yep. right? There's development, there's inventory, there's production. Um, and so you start to have a little bit more risk. There's a little bit more financial risk. And we definitely have episodes about this too, but where you could do a minimal viable product, you can test things. If you have an audience, you can pull them. Um, a lot of people sometimes want to do journals or notebooks. And it's like, can you do a digital version and see if they like it and see if they want to buy a physical mm, version. That's so good. So there's a lot of ways to like play with it before you invest fully into a, a product. Now, if you have an audience, you know they're going to buy. Like we're friends with Angie Lee and she, you know, with her CBD gummies, she had an audience there that wanted to buy what she had to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then the flip side sometimes is we have a business that we work with in one of our, she's a student of ours in Multi-Student Machine and in our masterminds. And she is a, a naturopathic doctor who specialized in eczema for children. And so because of that, she came out with a product. Now in coaching her, she was going to come out with something totally different in terms of an online course. It was actually the flip side, right? So she was like a service first, then she came out with a product, then she wanted to do a digital course. Mm. And the digital course was not aligned with what people were coming for. They wanted eczema cream. Mm. So we flipped it and we taught her, we'll do an eczema course or an eczema download. Um, and then at the back end of that course, sell the product that you have to solve that solution or be a solution to their problem. Right. So that's that that first question. The second part is um, the three-tier system of like systems, visibility, and sales for multi-stream machines. So that's our signature program. And what we see there is, and it's across the board, like we have multi-million dollar businesses in there. We have startups in there. Um, Mina and I have been through it. We've had our own brands. I've consulted so many people. We've worked, we have thousands and thousands of students. And we've seen consistently that there are roadblocks that they're going to hit or uh, like potholes or places that we say like are leaking money in the boat or... Mm. What do I say? There's holes in the boat. So as much as you're trying to row forward, if you're losing money, what's right. happening? 
So the systems part's really important. And we dig into that on like these four key systems. There's tons of systems you can implement in your business. But what we really focus on is your photos, um, your pricing. Those are two essential things. If your mm-hmm. photos are not good, people are not going to buy. If your pricing is not you know, appropriate, you're not going to be able to scale. There's not going to be profitability there. And then the two other big things that are important for product businesses is shipping systems and inventory systems. So once we get that all squared away and we're like, okay, now you're ready to grow and that's in the program, then we move into visibility because visibility and sales go hand in hand where you're visible in front of other people's Mm -hmm. audiences. If you got onto Amazon, if Amazon was great for your business, Amazon has way more customers than we'll ever be able to get, you know, with Facebook ads or anything. Um, And so the idea or getting an influencer to, you know, sell your product or to be on another website website for another, like a wholesale shop that bought you. So you're just getting in front of other eyes. So we really work on that brand awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's organic marketing. We're all about organic here at the product boss. What can you do from home with your iPhone? Um, There's a little bit that you pay for, like in terms of great photos and, you know, maybe um, getting on a different platforms and then also the, the selling side. So without a gatekeeper, these are places that you could get up and running on in the next weekend mm. and start to sell. We've had people get on Amazon immediately and start to sell. We've had people reach out to wholesale stores and get wholesale orders within their first week of the program. So it's just a really robust um, program. But I will say that we help them pick their path to profit. Mm. Everybody's path to profit is different. Yeah. So Lori, your journey might look very different than someone else who wants to launch a product and we help you find your way there. Right. Hey everyone, we're gonna take a small break right here because I have to tell you about a new company I am obsessed with. If you're looking for a new career path, if you're passionate about health and wellness, if you're ready to take control of your own destiny, then we might just have the opportunity for you. I have to tell you about Squeeze. It's a way better massage experience from the founders of Drybar who have completely revolutionized the $16 billion massage industry. Their proprietary app allows guests to book, pay, set, personalized preferences, tip, rate, and review all at your own fingertips. So after you massage, you can just float on out and it's absolutely stress-free. No awkward exchanges, no wait times, just a feel-good experience. The first squeeze location opened in March 2019 in Los Angeles, California. And with their proven success, they are now franchising. This means you can have the opportunity to work with the founders of Dry Bar, bring squeeze to your community and have ownership of your career and life. This team makes it easy peasy squeezy to own a squeeze by providing each operating partner with the tools, playbooks, and resources to build a successful business. Squeeze's co-founder and CEO, Brittany Driscoll, is the former VP of marketing for Dry Bar and has built a team of operators, creatives, marketers, and strategists to support the national expansion of Squeeze. She has created a people-focused, feel-good culture, which makes it no surprise that Squeeze now has over 15,000 five-star reviews an NPS score of 82, which is higher than Starbucks, Nordstrom and Apple, over 100 million PR impressions, almost 1,000 monthly members, and most importantly, a happy team with over 96% of therapists recommending Squeeze as a great place to work. Not only would you get to work with the founders of Drybar, but Squeeze is now offering exclusive perks to their founding franchisees. 
You can learn more by going to squeezemassage.com slash happy and filling out the application at the bottom of the page. That's squeezemassage.com slash happy. You guys, I am so excited for you to check this out. Now let's get back into the show. So this is what I'm actually learning about right now, real time, uh, because Amazon is a really like freaking amazing way to get in front of eyes. But right now for me, I believe it, I would, it wouldn't be super profitable for a, like the non-alcoholic beverage just because of shipping and all the things, which I need to learn a little bit more about. Um, but how do you know which platform is right for you? Like, how can you know how much profit you're going to make before you get on there? Yeah, I think that that starts with the, the systems first. That's why we always have the systems first because if your pricing is not correct, you know, sometimes people price and they can only go direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. But in the, um, I don't know, old days, you know, whatever it is, you have to price so you can grow in any sort of way. So it's usually a, a wholesale markup that goes into mm-hmm. a retail markup. That's with anything. It's different across categories, especially if it is, cosmetics or alcohol or non-alcohol or beverages. Mm -hmm. It's different in each one in a way that you need to build in the room because Amazon is going to take 15% Mm -hmm. and then they're going to charge you also per month to be on there. Now, same with Etsy, they're going to charge you, but you're in front of eyes that you've never been able to get Mm -hmm. in front of before. So you have to, as a small business, utilize everything you know to your, you know, the biggest potential that you can. You don't waste any time on there, Mm. you know? And so our Amazon module in there is um, get onto Amazon if it's right for you. Because it isn't right for everybody, you know, and you don't know what path is right for you. And I think as the business owner, this is something we do in Multistream Machine as well as in our masterminds, is that we try to up-level our business owners because it takes a little bit of coaching and guidance. It also takes mindset work and it takes understanding what is right for your business and the vision that you have for it. Sometimes people want teams, sometimes they don't. Sometimes people want the, you know, products to be one arm of their business and they want to essentially only do service. You know, whatever that looks like, that's what we mean by path to profit because we meet, you know, seven, eight figure, nine figure business uh, women all the time and they've all gotten there somewhere different. Sometimes they have software and they or tech companies. Sometimes they're authors and they've, you know, blown up. Sometimes they have an audience, sometimes they don't. And so even in the case of, product. And the reason why I think Jack and I have been, um, our podcast does so well is because we speak to that specific market. We saw the gap. Mm -hmm. We saw the gap of people feeling really alone, but that's not to say that they don't feel alone in service either, or in those other Mm -hmm. realms, because I think as entrepreneurs, we, there's, you know, we're on a roller coaster and, you know, even Jack and I finding each other, the, the, I think you find partners along the way and and you start seeing, oh, okay, this is my path. And it doesn't seem like who would have thought that my name would have been mentioned on a podcast, which was at that time. Now I'm, I'm a podcaster, right? Mm-hmm. At that time, it was like, I, you know, I did not love it because I was so introverted. Mm-hmm. And then Jacqueline hears it and then she changes my life and I change her life, right? <laughs> so you mm-hmm. never know what path is really going to be it. There is testing and trying, but you as a business owner need to have that self-awareness and that um, development in order to know what choices are right for you. Mm. So how about for, you know, the service-based people with this visibility portion, what would you say to, um, I don't know, I, I would say we have a lot of just 
health coaches, life coaches, um, people with events, books, things like that for the visibility portion and like really mixing that up? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, we believe that there's room at the top for all of us Mm -hmm. and we believe it amongst everyone, right? And I think a lot of times we feel competitive with other, especially in coaching, right? I, you know, but we can't, we can't take all the people and we're not right for all the people. Mm -hmm. So I think what I see, what I saw happen in 2020 and what we see moving forward is collaboration. Um, So as we're looking for visibility, it is about that collaboration on other people's platforms, right? So social media, um, the fact that Instagram now has those rooms that multiple people can do Instagram lives together. Mm -hmm. We've seen that happen on Clubhouse. Um, We've connected with people. I mean, we've missed conferences and meeting people. And so being on those other platforms and starting to to really kind of meet up and say, hey, we speak the same language or we have similar audiences. Like, let's do this together. Yeah. Um, so I think that visibility play first will start, especially in the coaching world with collaboration, um, networking, and then showing up, um, showing up authentically. So showing your face if you can, mm-hmm. um, or sh- and, or if you don't, we have a lot of introverts in our world. <laughs> so if you don't want to yes. show your face, how can you represent yourself? What are you putting out there that is as if they are getting to know you, but maybe it's not your face. Maybe it's text. So social media is amazing. We've got, you know, new platforms like Clubhouse. Obviously people have been on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, we find video really important. And it's really about connection now. I feel like before it was like, oh, I have a person in between yeah. me and you. We have a formula. I mean, if you want to think of it as a formula, but mm-hmm. before it used to be enough where a brand, you could become aware of a brand and you know, you'd follow them and then maybe you'd buy from them. Now it's different, right? There's that the extra piece in there where it's not a, a monologue, it's a dialogue. So the formula essentially is it's discoverability. So making them aware of you, like you're a star in the universe, here mm-hmm. I am, you know, but the second part of that is engagement. You have to pull them in. Mm-hmm. It's not enough for you just to show up anymore. You actually have to engage. Mm-hmm. So you have to pull them in, you have to show up and uh, care about them, you, you know, ask them questions. And then on top of it, we're seeing lots of hybrid things happening, right? So uh, a meeting of like online and offline. So visibility, meaning that while you can still show up online, you still have to care about what their life looks like offline. You Mm -hmm. still perhaps even, you know, if you are showing up online as an e-commerce or whether it be a coach online, you still could make connections with local brick and mortars where you could potentially coach their students. Mm. You know, so there's this hybrid of things happening because of everybody being forced online last year. Mm -hmm. And now everybody's, you know, shining in this whole new world. It feels (laughs) like they really want this connection. Mm -hmm. And then also video, like Jacqueline said, of it being where it used to be where it had to be curated and, you know, um, professionally put together. And I think that that was lifted the instant that we, everybody forced our kids to be with us constantly <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or yeah. we are on that, this household. Totally. And so there's a lot more grace in that. And so bringing that imperfection in and videos are different now. People want realness, whereas before they might've wanted aspirational mm-hmm. content. Yes. I feel like I've seen that total shift. Just so many people. I remember the pressure of just like doing my hair and makeup to show up on video. And now I'm like, I, I'm so sorry, guys. I just can't. (laughs) I I literally, it's, it's a special day. If you see me all, you know, 
jazzed up. Um, okay. I love the, the visibility piece. So, um, you know, just for people louder in the background, like just saying it again, like, can we talk about why visibility is so important? Because I think that it's like, like you said, with, with introverts, I heard, um, I think it was Mel Robbins who was like, if you're not visible, you're literally invisible. Like if you're not becoming somewhat visible, you're invisible. So how, how as an introvert, do we kind of like pick the platforms and just like go for it? What advice do you have for those people who it's like, yeah, but this is painful. And if I have to be visible all the time, maybe I don't want to do this. Are there any ways around it? What do we do? Well, it's painful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's always painful, you guys. Yeah. So if you got to know Mina and I, we, we say we're like one half of each of the same brain. Like we don't share a single letter in the Myers-Briggs personality test. Um, we're, we're exact opposites. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. So we're, you know, so the, we fill in for each other, but yeah. Mina is highly introverted and to the point, I'm just going to share this. She would go to the grocery store with like a hood on, like as if she was a celebrity. <laughs> love it. You know why though? It's because people, I have a very friendly face. So no matter what people try to talk to me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, really? It might just be normal. It might be like, can you move your cart? And she's like, they're all talking to me. We need to like teach her how to get that like angry bitch face, you know? Right. Now she loves it because she can wear a mask. So nobody can see her face. It's really helped. And people thought that that was in my head. And then I go, I went to the grocery store with my sister and there are people literally would stop us to chat with us. And then she's like, I think it's true. They really love talking to you. I was like, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is who, you know, this is, this is Mina, right? So yeah. when I first met her, she was like, and she knew that she could talk. I think we found that in voice, right? So when we sort of voxering each mm-hmm. other, which is a voice app, um, and it's messages back and forth, there's like Marco Polo, things like that. She was very comfortable with mm-hmm. the, her voice. And I think we developed that, but that's what we teach. We're like, you just have to try something and then you have to develop it. Yeah. Even though I'm slightly more extroverted, I'm married to an extreme extrovert. Like I'm married to an actor. So I was always mm-hmm. the quiet one next to him. And I was like, oh, all these actors are going He's at it. He's a Broadway actor and there ain't any yeah. other actor more extroverted. He's saying yeah. acapella parties. Quiet. It's yeah. so embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> And I'm always just like, okay, I'm just going to sit here quietly while you guys do you. So, so in situations, we're different than we're different, right? Like with my husband, I'm not the extroverted one with Mina. I'm like the hyper extroverted, but now look at her. She's like, (laughs) take the mic and tell jokes on stage. Um, But what I think it is, is it's finding what works for you. So I think Mm -hmm. what happens is there's this pressure that everyone thinks we have to be everywhere at the same time. Mm -hmm. We all have to be on Instagram. We all do videos. We all have to get on Clubhouse. We all have to have YouTube channels. Oh my God. Um, So I think it's finding the marketing that works best for you and then being consistent at it and showing up. So Mm -hmm. if it's something where, um, if you are using social as a platform, then you find your way there, right? Do they want to see your face or your talking head? Are you engaging in a different way? Um, There's different ways that we've seen people grow on social without it always having to be their faces. I think the same with ads, marketing, there's text messaging. So you find the thing that feels best. So for me, Getting on video and talking, like auditory processing, getting on video is really easy. If I'm doing sales calls with people, I'll send them a video mm-hmm. or um, like a response. I'll send them a video. Mina's better at writing. Mina's better at kind of like the 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 thinking of her thoughts through through writing. But we've also both had to take on these other roles or learn, even though it feels uncomfortable. We've had to also kind of adapt to that as well mm-hmm. as we've adapted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's just a skill. 
right? And I will tell you for all of you that are extra or introverts out there that you need to skill build because there is nothing better than video that will skill build for you in anything you ever do in your life because you're learning a lot about yourself. You're pushing into something that's hard for everybody, even extroverts. Because even Jacqueline, and I had also a friend that was a TV reporter and you know, it was an ebb and flow. It was not like she was, oh, check that box. I'm confident on video. It was definitely like it really depended on the day. And so even Jacqueline now, who's, you know, and myself, we've done tens of thousands of videos. I mean, just gazillion of videos and putting our face out there. You, you still, it's just a muscle, a development Mm -hmm. and a skill that you constantly kind of chip away at and just depends on the day of how confident you are feeling that day. Cause you're never just going to be able to say, I'm always comfortable with putting myself out there because you'll keep expanding further and further and further Mm -hmm. to how comfortable you can get. And so what I like to tell people is that it does get better, but you have to work that muscle when it's hard. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that's really hard for people is that they don't want to work the muscle when it's hard. So there'll be times where we actually do a hot tip Tuesday for our email list and it's on video and I, it's literally just a short video. It's supposed to be only five minutes. And it took me, I think like three hours one day. And Jacqueline's like, well, I can just do it because there's, you know, as co-CEOs, basically, you know, there's things that I could do that would, my time would be better spent. But I was determined because I want to do things even on the days that I don't want to, mm-hmm. because that's when my muscle gets worked the most. You know, and so I did it. I sent it out there, and everybody felt really relieved because they were like, "Oh, I, I always felt like this is really hard, and that means that I shouldn't do it." Mm-hmm. But that's exactly why you should do it. Mm-hmm. So even as we're introverts, I think that consumers are different now, and whether that's you know they're buying a service or a product, they're demanding who to know who's behind the scenes. They want to know where their dollar is going. So if you're a coach, if you're a product business, you have to show your face. Mm-hmm. And it's because they will, they want to support um, things that are important. They're just more thoughtful with their dollars. So it might be social injustices that they're supporting or um, specific products that have a mission behind them or coaches that believe in a certain thing. That's why it's a great thing when you have a bunch of visibility and you're able to attract the right people. But the better thing is that you actually learn to repel the right people because Mm -hmm. there's probably better people out there for them anyways. And you have to get comfortable with keeping, putting yourself out there. And maybe you're just not going to be for everybody. That's just, you know, Mm -hmm. how it works out. And um, even, even to the point of, you know, like for myself and Jacqueline, we hit it off because we spoke the same language, right? Mm-hmm. Inventory, shipping, all these different <laughs> things. Our love language, we called it. She wasn't the first product person I've met. Right. We just happened to hit it off because mm-hmm. we aligned in a lot of different ways. So I think that as you go through life, you'll start seeing things that, oh, this is really easy or this is not really easy or, you know, whatever it is. And then you'll start meeting people that kind of pull different things out of you. And that's why you have to keep like moving forward with it. It's not going to be easy all the time. It's a mindset thing. A lot of time, you know, it's like, I can do hard things. I will do hard Mm. things. And, you know, and I actually need to do hard things and that'll just keep changing. Oh, I love this. Okay. uh, So on that note, you just brought something up that made me want to ask the question to both of you. What has 
now what now feels like second nature that at first felt horribly painful and like you would never actually understand it or get it? Um, I have an answer, but um, Jacqueline, <laughs> you go first. Um, I would say video, being comfortable on video, even though I, you know, I still got sweaty talking on stages. I, I did that. That was my way of, of getting out in front of people mm-hmm. as a coach, right? I'd go to markets that made sense. My customers were there. I would, I would speak on a panel or I'd host a panel or have a, some sort of presentation. Still nervous, you know? Um, and then video was nervous too, because I, like I said, I, I, I process through voice and sometimes like, am I jumbled? Am I saying it right? But then listening to it later, I am. And so I think it's that confidence. Um, The other thing is leadership. So 2020 Mm. was a ride. And while Mina and I were growing and we had a a big community, um, it wasn't what it is now. And it was was in what had happened. I tend to step forward. Um, I'm the oldest of five kids. I tend to be like, we need to help people. Like, let's say something, let's do something. And Mina's uh, response was kind of like, "Mm, let's pull back and wait and see what happens. And so I think no matter which approach we had to it, and we did step forward and we were going live every day, we're getting people online. We're like, you need to get online immediately Mm -hmm. because so many of our people were brick and mortars or they sold it. You know, it just, it got, everything happened. So I think getting comfortable with leadership and then what happens with leadership. So more visibility, the expectations and like the pressure of mm. just kind of seeing like, I'm trying to figure this out. I, I think I'm I'm helping figure it out. I don't have all the answers. So it's that vulnerability in leadership as well, but mm-hmm. still taking a stand and moving forward. And so I think that courage also is something that we've developed and feel way more com- a year later, a lot more comfortable in that position. Mm. So good. Thank you for sharing that too. And that it's, and that that was just last year, you know, it's so powerful because I think people just <laughs> sit and they, they're like, oh, they got it all together. And you're like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Last year, my show no, was no. falling apart. Do, though. <laughs> I think that it's a gift in a way. Uh, when my daughter was four months old, she, mm. um, she had open heart surgery and I went mm. through a really big trauma, just wow. everything. It was so hard. Yeah. And after that, though, I would, had such a shift in perspective. And so I think that when you're going through trauma and people don't haven't figured out that they went through trauma during 2020, but it was a really hard year. Emotionally, we all went through something. And I think that the gift out of all of that for, especially for you all that are introverts is now you can just flip the switch. Mm -hmm. If somebody's like, Hey, I didn't see you showing, you know, or you weren't like this before, then you just need to, you mentally say, yeah, twenty. What twenty twenty taught me is that now I want to live my life like this. Yes. Take whatever you can from twenty twenty and live your life like this. Now, are you guys all okay with the, you know, rating of five throughout your life? Probably not. You know, mm-hmm. um, you probably want to live to the rating of ten. I don't know what scale are we on, right? So <laughs> we'll go to ten. We'll pick ten for this one. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think that I. It's that change in perspective Mm. that people need to really embrace that we are all looking inward. And then now you can just use it for all the people that say, oh, I'm concerned about what people think. I'm concerned about this and that. Well, if anything taught you about 2020, Mm -hmm. it did not matter. It did not matter. Just live your life. And if anybody has any judgment on you, you say, well, now I know that this is how I want to live my life. That's what 2020. Yeah. Bl- blame it on 2020. Yeah. You can remember the Millie Vanilli song, Blame It on the Rain. We're just going to yeah. do that one. Hey, everyone. I want to take a minute to remind you of Mental Health Awareness Month. 
It's a worthy thing to celebrate, but it shouldn't just be our focus for May. It's important to be working on your mental health all year long. You know how important this is to me. My podcast is literally called Earn Your Happy because I think it is one of the most important things that we can do for ourselves. The positive effects of therapy will create a lasting change in all areas of your life, your relationships and career and your overall happiness. A therapist can help you identify the habits and patterns that might be holding you back and how to move forward in the right direction. I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your own home. It's affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. And instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage with you five days a week when you need them. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code HAPPY to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's happy at Talkspace.com. It's an interesting thing because I think so many people are looking for or the the biggest fear around changing or like leaping yeah. into this or being seen or judgment is is usually from like our close friends and family like oh you're different oh, yeah. or who do you think you are to do this and you're like this has always been me I just have been covered yeah. up by the bullshit of like of life yeah. and 2020 kind of stripped stripped that away so um for you guys what do you feel is something that you and I know that we have one more thing to get to on here sales which we will um so that's coming in a second um but what is something that you want to live into this year like what is something you want to strip away that you're still feeling is a bit of a block for both of you maybe around even just your business maybe let's do a business and a personal Oh, this is really hard. Um, I think one of the, it, it, it's a little bit hard because we, I think we've been become clearer in our voice, mm-hmm. you know, and we've really developed in the things that matter to us and the things that don't. Um, I think though, one of the things that we really want to lean into is um, women and money. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely we weren't sure how to talk about it. We weren't sure if that's something that we wanted to talk about or how we wanted to talk about it. And I think that we that's kind of evolved. And now it's more so we really want to talk about just mm-hmm. living the life that you want to. If it's, you know, a million dollars, you don't have to say, oh, I made a million dollars, but I gave away a lot to charity. I love this And, topic. you know, mm-hmm. um, there, you know, we as women make right. these excuses or we justify the money that we're making. Mm-hmm. And a man never does that. They don't. And um, so, and then the things that we say really seep into our kids. Our kids have been home with us. So it's like even talking about it as, you know, mama is working and that's how she makes money. Not that... Oh, she's not doing these other things like, oh, who is she going to get to wash the dishes? I don't, you know, mm-hmm. who knows, you know? So I think that the conversation conversation has just changed. And I think that's what we're going to lean into more so is just removing that for people, re- normalizing that and really making that part of the conversation that feels very natural now. Mm-hmm. I love that. How about personal? 
um, personal, what I'm going to lean into for sure is health. Mm. Um, I think that as as an entrepreneur, I'm always push, push, push. And I kept Mm -hmm. thinking that if I was to focus on my health, it meant slowing down. And I think that for me, it more so is a flip of instead of pushing outward, I'm pushing inward. My mm-hmm. health is inward. What is making me happy now? And what are the things I need? And you know, uh, what are the things I have to continue to work on? That's one of the mind shifts, uh, mindset shifts that I've made is that before I used to think for sure that everything was, you do it and you move along. You do it and you move along. And now it's more like everything is a restart always, but mm-hmm. you're further along in the process. So for instance, like if you practice gratitude and you're journaling, if you stop doing it, it's okay. Just start again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally. a process. Everything is a process instead of a, you know, now I'm there and voila, I'm so great at journaling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Forever. No, yeah. I, I, it's so funny. That just like made me think I was so good at meditating for so long and now uh-huh. I'm like pretty bad at it. And I'm like, that's okay. We're just, we'll just take Mm -hmm. what we can get right now. And sometimes those are the periods in your life, right? Like sometimes it's going to be a little less and you can get back on the wagon and you didn't break anything and nothing like got messed up. It's just like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's get back on. I I love that. You're going to have seasons. And you're restarting from a different perspective. You're probably a different person than you were when you first started. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, Okay. How about you with the, I'm like, what was my original question? Do you remember? Yes, I think I do. (laughs) Okay, Um, great. (laughs) Um, so for me, I guess from a personal standpoint, but this might be business as well. And I think a lot of you, uh, might feel this way too out there is like, you look at other people and you think, oh, they have what I want, right. Mm -hmm. Or they, they are living a better life or the grass is greener. Um, and I think one thing that I saw happen during COVID when we had to stay home and, and we saw this, even the product entrepreneurs selling really well in this category was people were improving their homes, right. They were, Mm -hmm. they were, like Nina said, focusing inward and they were focusing inward at home. And so what I realized is like pre-pandemic, the idea of, and this is on Instagram, right? How beautiful is your house? Like, what does everything look like? And when you had people over, like, what do things look like to the outside? And having concern for me, having a concern for what other people thought. Mm. All of a sudden, it didn't matter. I was home just with my kids and my husband and my dog. And it was like, how do I feel about it? So I think taking, moving forward, what I'm working through and working on is like, what's really authentic to me? Like going back to... I feel like it's when you're in high school and you're doing all the things. Like in high school, I used to do painting classes and I rode horses and I was volunteering. It was all those things you were just kind of living your best life without expectation because it's what you wanted to do. And so now I think moving forward, it's like, what do I want? What do I want? And it's outside of business too. Like, what do I want my life to look Mm -hmm. like now that we have this, we were shut down for so long? Do I want to travel more? But what fits me best? Like I'm a fashion designer, but I've lost my sense of, fashion. Like I don't even know what I want to look like anymore because you get so pulled in from everybody else's looks. You're on Instagram, you're on Pinterest. So really trying to rediscover myself and think authentically to like, what do I need? And when I'm comfortable with that, then that's all that matters. And I think it's the same with business. It's how do we want to run our business? And it doesn't matter how other people are running their businesses. It's how do we want to do it? And having a business partner, I mean, you have, um, you know, you work with your husband, but we have very different ways of doing business. Mm-hmm. Mina, if she were to look at my desktop, she would judge me for all of the apps that are- I would every, not judge you. A, li- a little. <laughs> <laughs> all the windows that are open, right? Um, I used to like clean up my desktop before I saw her. And then I realized- <laughs> She's like, that's why I didn't then judge I, you. It always looked right. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but then I realized that's the way my brain works. So mm. as a visionary, as a co-CEO in this business, in my role, 
and this is the same for all of you out there. What, how does your brain work and you as the visionary in your business, like that's perfect the way that you are. And so mm-hmm. when we're like, oh, if only I were to put things in file folders on my computer, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Not my, I can still find stuff the same way Mina can. Maybe somebody else couldn't, but I could find it. <laughs> and that's all that really matters. So, um, so I think it's just really leaning into who we are and being comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, completely resonate. I kind of, I'm, my EA is just like so freaking amazing. And that's how she, she's so organized. And I just feel so much shame on my desktop every time I pull it up, but I'm like, Hey, I find it. And she's got the folder. So together, together, we are so solid. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I love that. And you do like, instead of like holding on to, for both of you, holding on to the things that don't work. Like I love this. So just leaning into collaboration, exactly what you guys talked about and what's so important moving forward for visibility is this really leaning in with collaboration and knowing like, wait, she holds that strength. So essentially I have the strength. Like I also have that strength. Like I get to wear that jacket too. I get to wear that cape as well. Um, and that's been, really huge for me. Whereas I think the old paradigm was, you know, I remember when I first put on an event nine years ago, I, I, I shied away from having a speaker who I thought was like better than me because I was afraid that people would like not come back to my stuff or like not. It was the weirdest. Like when I actually look at how we used to all think, like how a lot of us girls were kind of like Mm. raised was just to have that competitive nature with other women because they might take what you have. And it's like, oh my God, I was missing out on so, I mean, I'm missing, I was missing out on what life, what I've learned is my favorite parts of life. And it's like having Mm. these epic women with these incredible talents, like all around you, epic human beings. Right. Um, so I love watching even just like seeing the strengths within you too. And I can see why it's such a beautiful, um, partnership. I'm absolutely loving it. So, okay. Let's talk about the sales portion. I don't think we fully completed the multi-stream machine final piece. Yes. So remember, we talked about systems that's saving you money, essentially. Mm -hmm. Visibility is potential money, money in the pipeline and sales is money in the pocket. Mm. Where is the money happening? So in that case, it is where... um, And actually, there's crossover in visibility and in sales. Because when you think Mm. about Instagram, you're selling on there. Yeah you know, transactionally too. And then now with actual platforms. So in our case, we talk about Amazon, we talk about wholesale, we talk about in-person events and that sort of thing. But I do think that for, um, for you, Lori, for example, you know, there's the, where you're selling your book, there's your retreats that you've had before. There's things that are bringing money in that you can actually keep the machine going in that way. Mm. And like I said, there's overlap in the visibility side of it, but it also just makes it so that when you're bringing in that money that you're stabilized on the back end, Mm. right? You have the systems, but you're always marketing out to the people and attracting the right people to you. Mm. So that's really what the sales part is about is all of marketing and, and, sales put together. It's the conversion piece that we're talking about, you know? And so a lot of times with service, it has to do a lot with the salesperson. It has to do with connecting with them in a certain way. It has to do with um, them being the right person, especially picking a coach. You actually have to like the way they teach. Mm -hmm. There's Even if you do a health coach, there's some people that like the yell in your face, Mm -hmm. keep you accountable, sort of boot camp type of you know, health coach, let's say there's other ones that are like, Oh, educational ones. Here's why here's the science behind it. Here's how your body works. 
you know, and it kind of eases your brain. And like scientifically, the the math adds up, the science adds up, you know, um, the calories and, and, and the intake. And there's other ones that are just your friend and you love spending time with them and they're cheerleading you. Totally. They encourage you. So I think that there's like different sales. And I think that for all of you out there, you have to know that you all have a sale. You all have the ability to sell. You all do. Mm-hmm. And it's figuring out what that looks like for you. So a lot of people will say, I'm just horrible at sales. Yeah. The way that you think about it, perhaps you're thinking of a sleazy salesman on the corner showing you, you know, watches in his well, it's like coat. he opens his coat. It's like, oh, you want my watches? You want to buy these watches? <laughs> you know, guy? You know, I, you know <laughs> I run into him. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it just is different for you and how you sell. I actually am probably great at selling in a way that I can resonate with a certain amount certain people that resonate with me, right? right. It's a my version of nuanced selling, let's say. But to say that I'm horrible at selling, that's only just capping me in how I think about myself. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. So who is this program for? Um, great question. So Multi-Stream Machine is, it's great for people who sell physical products. So we do have brick and mortars in their retailers. And we also mm-hmm. have people that are making or manufacturing products and they need to sell it. Um, it's not ideal if you're a direct seller. To, we do have direct sellers in there, but it's not ideal for that. Um, people who are just starting ask, should I join? And I actually, because I'm a consultant for so long and I've helped so many startups, I actually think it's really important to know your path to profit and to know how to sell. So as you're coming out, you know, as you're developing your business, if you didn't already have a way to sell it, it feels like you're stuck. You're like, okay, I'm going to make this. I'm going to invest all this money, but where am I selling? So to have that roadmap, to have those decisions kind of pre-made and then testing them. I want to go back to the sales part. Um, you can do everything. You just can't do it all at once. Mm-hmm. So even with sales, we really have you... Usually you'll have one main platform that you're really leaning into and then you might have a secondary. Mm-hmm. And then it's those options as you grow. What can you handle? What other platforms can you get on? So we're not saying get on all the platforms right, right, totally. all at once. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's who Multi-Stream Machine is great for. If you're a product, physical product-based business, you have product to sell, you can adjust the pricing, right? Because we help you with margins. Um, you understand margins and you have inventory to sell and you can sell on places like wholesale. We want you to have three of these things. So if you can sell via email, sell on social, um, sell on wholesale, sell Amazon, sell direct to consumer on your website or sell in person. Um, if you can pick two to three of those, then multi-stream machine is right for you. Mm, amazing. You guys, I'm so grateful for you. And what are some, some last parting thoughts if anything has come up for you before we go? Um, I think that... You know, just keeping in line with what your audience loves hearing from you, earn your happy, right? I think one thing that I felt a little bit bad about coming out from the pandemic was that, wow, I really don't know myself. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) What does make me happy? I used to, like Jacqueline said, I used to love to paint. I used to, for me, I used to read books. I used to, you know, Mm. what you used to be and you're comparing yourself to what you used to be and comparing yourself to you know, uh, what other people are doing, but really, it really is about, um, getting to know yourself again. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. So get to know yourself again, what makes you happy. And then also what that looks like in the life that you're building, right? It's, 
it's different because you're looking at it from a different lens than you were even a year ago. You know, that's why I say when your perspective changes and you have a little bit of that freedom, be like, you know what, this has changed me. Sometimes people need that permission mm. and they're like, oh, it's, it is like a light switch then. You know, I did change my life because of this. Like I said, m- with me, it was, you know, the trauma of my daughter's thing. And then um, for everybody else, it's 2020. So what is it that, you know, will make you mm-hmm. think, okay, this is when I'm going to change and rediscover what makes me happy now. And that's okay to do all of that. Mm, so good. And for me, I think it's finding finding your community. So if it's one other person, if it's a group of people, it's it's feeling like you're not alone. We've we've felt alone. Entrepreneurs feel alone. I always say, like, you're not going to go to coffee with a girlfriend or someone that you met, you know, through your kid's school, and then be like, I just hit seven figures and a million downloads. You know, <laughs> like it's not the thing that you do. And so it's finding people that you can. We call them, you know, champagne wins even if they're small wins, but things that you can share where they're not in competition with you, but rather they will lift you up and they'll celebrate with you. And Mm. I think it's really important to find those people. So sometimes that's through paid communities. Sometimes that's through programs, masterminds. Um, But the idea there is that you find those people that are your cheerleaders so that you can keep going, but then they're also there for when you fall down and they Mm. lift you right back up. Yes. Oh my God. So huge. It's literally... You have to find those people because you'll go so much faster and you'll actually enjoy your life Mm -hmm. (laughs) while you're doing it. So, okay. Where can we find the multi-stream machine? How can we sign up for that? And then where can we find and follow you guys? Amazing. Thank you. So multi-stream machine, the doors are open right now. So it's multi-streammachine.com. Um, and you can also just go to theproductboss.com. Um, we are at the product boss on all the social handles. And I know we didn't talk about this fully, but we have a pledge, which is called the shop one in five pledge, mm-hmm. where we ask you to pledge to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. Um, it's our way to support small businesses. If you have any gifts you want to buy, we have a directory of over 600 product-based businesses that you can buy from. So that is at shop one in five. So follow us on Instagram, check out the website and shop from the directory. Oh, I love that so much. That is so huge. I I saw that and was like so excited about it because that's how all of our dreams are going to come true is if we support each other. Um, It's Mm -hmm. so beautiful. So, okay. You all know who are listening that the biggest gift that we can give to our guests is to shout them out and let them know what your biggest takeaway was. So where should we tag you? both. Should it be at the product boss on Instagram? Okay. So tag the product boss. Let Mina and Jacqueline both know what your biggest takeaway was so that they can see who's listening. It's so much fun to see the listeners. And you guys know that I always share your stories whenever you share them. So you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. 
I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com want to know a huge secret to my success Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am 
always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.